0: Hello, this is Saul Gonzalez, lead pastor of LifeHouse Church, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you so very much for joining us today. I believe that through this message, God will encourage you, challenge you, and better yet, change you for the glory of God and for the purposes God has called you. Enjoy this message.
1: Thank you so much for having us. It's an honor and privilege to share the word with you this morning. Again, my name is Kayla and Nahum. We have two boys. We have Judah, who is eight, and Zion, who is five. What do you know, biblical names, typical PK names. Um, Before I start, I want to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And I think there's someone in this room that God has a word for. And as we were singing that song, he wants to remind you that he's working in you and he has not forgotten about you. And you're wondering, when is it your time? God, when is it my turn? And today, I believe the Lord says that now is the time. So whoever was that for, would you just receive that in the name of Jesus? I'm really excited because we have been on a journey um, for three weeks into the pursuit of purpose. I don't know about you, but um, I have gone through a roller coaster. When I think I know what my purpose is, God flips the script and it's another purpose and it looks different in this season and this season. And I believe that I'm not the only one, but God has been ripping apart the layers And he has been pruning us and cutting us, and it's been painful. Am I the only one in this room? Anybody? No? Okay, thank you. I'm glad I'm not the only one. But I believe that God is doing it for his divine purpose and his mission. Because God is doing a new thing. We just, we just finished a series called New Thing. And it's so adequate that we are talking about now pursuing purpose. I believe that God is raising up an army. And I believe that there is going to be a great awakening of true sons and daughters knowing who they are and who they belong to. Can I get an amen to that? So we have extended this nine-week series. This is a long series, by the way. A nine-week series to Easter. And we have broken it apart in three segments. And it's the first three are believe, then it's uh, uh, belong for the three weeks, and then become. And today I get to close us in the belief section. And I, want to, I, I really want to just hit it hard on the word believe. We have not because we do not believe. And I wanna share a story with you. I ran into a story, uh, a motivational YouTube video and it was about how in, throughout all of history, nobody thought it was possible to run a four minute mile. How many can giggle at that? <laughs> I can't even, God help me, I can't even run an 18 minute mile. Anyways, so nobody believed that they could ever do a four minute mile because they thought it was impossible. Until 1954, this guy thought he could believe. He says, you know what? I believe that I'm going to do the four-minute mile. And the doctor says, you're crazy. Your heart's going to explode out of your chest, and you're just going to die. And uh, what do you know? That this man, he did a four-minute mile, guys. A four-minute mile. He broke record what he thought was impossible. He believed he could, and it was possible. And guess what happened that same year? 20 more people broke the record because this guy believed. They also ran a four-minute mile, all because they believed. This is the ripple effect, that when we believe in ourselves, when we believe in the impossible, that it also goes on to other people as well, and they believe as well. And so we have learned through week one in our belief section, we have learned uh, we're, we expose the lies that we believe in. The week two was about what you believe about God. Who is God? Why should I believe him? Who is he to me? And um, today I want to share, what are you believing about yourself? This is how we're going to finalize this belief. What are you believing about yourself? And the big idea is what does God say about you? For those maybe who were raised in church or not raised in church, This is something that we need to hear every second of the day, because I need to be reminded, what does God say about me? You know, when I, just to share a little bit of my testimony, I had a very low self-esteem. I was very insecure as I was growing up, a bad body image of who I was, what I looked like. And so, so much that I didn't believe that I was beautiful. I thought I was one of those invisible girls in class. I did good in school. I got straight A's and, if I just keep normal, maybe I'll be invisible to everybody else. And I had, again, just a low self-esteem. When I was a freshman in high school, I had this friend, so-called friend. She says, hey, if you want to lose weight, start taking this. And again, I'm a pastor's kid. I didn't know what kind of drugs there were. I didn't know what it was. I go, sure, if it helps me want to lose weight and I look pretty because I don't, I don't think I love myself and I'm not pretty, yeah, I'll do it. I ended up being addicted to crystal meth for three years of my life in high school, all because I didn't believe in myself, because I didn't believe who I really was and I became chained to addiction. My junior year, I had a radical encounter with God. I was in my room, I was tired. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of hiding God first and foremost from my parents. I'm tired of living in shame. I feel dirty. I'm tired of this addiction. Why do I always have to have it? Why do I always have to do it? God, I'm tired and I said the typical druggy prayer. God, if, if you get me out of this, I promise to serve you. I promise to love you. I promise to move forward. And you know what? He was true that night and he met me and his love encountered me. And when I woke up the next morning, yes, give God a clap offering. When I woke up the next morning, I threw away all of my drugs down the toilet and my life was never the same. I did not have to go through rehab, through therapy or anything, but I was completely transformed by the power of God. And this is my story. It looks different for everybody else, but that's our God and that's his power and what he does. And that's just part of my story. It's the journey of I'm gonna start believing in myself. And you know what, it hasn't been perfect because I'm not perfect, I'm broken. And the reality is, is I wanna ask you a question this morning, who do you say you are? How would you self, thank you, that's good. How would you self-identify? You know, when we say this, we we feel like we're walking on eggshells when we ask this question, how do you self-identify? There are so many ways that people are identifying nowadays. I can't even keep up with it. He, she, there, them—I don't know. They're making new ones up every single day. But if I were to ask you the question, "How do you self-identify?" Just ask yourself that question. Just think about it right now. You know, I, I probably would say, "Well, I'm a woman. Um,
0: I'm a wife.
1: I'm a mom. I, uh, I'm a Latina. Yes, I'm a Latina, third generation." Um, Fill in the blank, whatever it is. I am a a Latino male, first generation from Bakersfield, or I'm a diehard, or who plays football, basketball? I don't even know sports. I don't know. Whatever guys, whatever sports you play, I don't care. Um, Maybe you identify with them. Honestly, some of you guys are crazy, especially during the Super Bowl. I was like, is this your religion? Like, what is this? Um, Maybe you guys are identifying with that, but that's really scary. I'll pray for you after the service. But how do you self identify. It's funny because some of you guys can start thinking of the great things. We go to two extremes. We are, man, I'm so good. This is my this is my rasa. This is who I am. This is and you're all macho and you're all yes, I'm proud of it. And there's some of you guys may be on the opposite spectrum where you're like, man, I'm I'm damaged goods. That's how I self identify. I'm worthless. I'm I've been abused. I have whatever whatever. We go to two extremes all the time depending on who we're talking to, right? Because if we're wanting to impress someone, the way that we introduce ourselves, we'll start, you know, saying our titles, our, our position, our prestige, our popularity. We'll start our successes. Our, our, you know, we, we never start with our failures, do we? Um, we yeah, we wouldn't do that because we don't want to make that impression. But it's important to know that we are literally like an onion with so many layers of how we can identify ourselves. And it makes up who we are and lies and truth. And it's this jumbo mess but today I want to talk to the core of your being of who you really are the core to the center of your being of who you are when we are discover when you discover your purpose it begins with your identity we have to get this right the lies we believe our beliefs about God but also our beliefs about who we are impact and shape our pursuit of purpose we cannot move forward guys in this journey in this nine week journey we cannot move forward until we know who we are. We're so often trying to go from point A to to point Z. We're saying, all right, God, show it to me. Bada bing, bada boom, point A and Z, let's go. He's like, no, you haven't even gone from A to B. You don't even know who you are. You don't even believe it. That's why God doesn't show you the big old plan because if you did, you wouldn't get it and you wouldn't even believe it. God is doing more than what we can imagine and he's working inside of us. But you have to believe and believe from the bottom of your gut. I believe it, God, because you said it. But you see, we're not believing it in ourselves and who God has set us. We, you don't love yourself. I know I struggle with that every day. We don't love ourselves and who God has made us. And so to speak to your core identity, I want to talk about the story of creation from the very beginning, because that's where we get our identity. I like to look at Genesis Chapter one, verse 27. And isn't it funny and ironic how the enemy um, not only comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but the enemy comes from day one to knock, knock over and uh, confuse us of our identity, especially with Eve and eating the forbidden fruit. Go ahead and eat it, Eve. Go ahead and eat it because you, you, you'll, you'll, be, you'll have all the knowledge and you will be all powerful and all this stuff. And at the end of the day, she was already, she was made in the image of God. Who said that you didn't know anything? Who said? God said, who said? And it starts from there. But I want to remind us in Genesis 1:27, it says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You see, out of all of creation, out of everything that God made, we are the only ones that were made in the image of God. We are image bearers. So don't blame God for your ugly looks. Just kidding. (laughs) So being image bearers or, or being made in the likeness of God, it doesn't mean that we physically like hair and nose and all that look like him. It's we carry the very nature of God inside of us. The very essence of God inside of us, His character, His nature—we bear His witness, His image. We are made in His likeness. You know, I work with really, um, really hard people. I'm going to be honest; sometimes annoying. And um, what I try to, what I try to say is, is we call them EGR—the really annoying people. They're extra grace required, and. I'm talking to them and they're talking nonsense and they're just really irritating me. And I'm looking, I go, okay, God, where is your thumbprint on them? Since we are all image bearers, I can't find it. Where is it? Uh, And I try to find that thumbprint somewhere of being an image bearer. The reality is, is we are all made in the image of God. Even those who don't even believe, they were made in the image of God. And God is wanting to woo them back and to the reality, and to the truth. You know, out of the seven wonders of the world, I, Nahum and I, we love hiking. We have been to all the na- a lot of national parks, not all of them. I'd love to go to all of them one day, but I would love to go to the seven wonders of the world. And um, out of all of creation and out of all that God has made, man, I've seen the most beautiful mountains, to snow, to different sceneries, and, and God is in all of it, in all of his creation. And I think, if I were to think of the seven wonders of the world, I think God would be number one. But number two, it would be you and I. You see, you and I are God's centerpiece. You and I are God's masterpiece. And I love it because sometimes we joke around like, you know, when people are like, well, the world doesn't revolve around you, you know. I beg to differ, (laughs) I beg to differ, actually, I am second uh world uh what is it i'm the second uh i'm I'm the masterpiece of god um i'm not gonna just be uh, selfish and conceited just kidding but we can brag that god is our father the creator is our father and that we were made in his image you know i think so often we um when we think about carrying the essence of god and who he is we always um we're always at war right I identify, I make my own image, I, make, I, am all, I, I, do my, I build myself, I made myself, I'm a self-made woman, I'm a self-made man. I'm sorry, did you choose your birthday? <laughs> did you choose your gender? Did you choose your ethnicity? No, God did. God preordained your life. God preordained, it is by the grace of God that we are alive. Guess what? We are on borrowed air here. It's God's very breath in our lungs that we are sustained and that we are alive. Wow. I wish I could be there in that scene when God breathed his breath into Adam. That's us. Let's take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Breathe with me. of us. Heaven inside of us. The kingdom of God inside of us. That is who you and I are. You guys are writing notes this morning. Number one is only God can give you your identity. You got that lesson learned? That's part one. You didn't choose your birthday or anything, but God, by his grace, we are alive and we are his. Only God can give you your true identity. I love what it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Today, the new is here, church. Today. If you forgot, let's, let's be reminded today and forever. The new is here, and through Christ, we are new. One of my favorite passages uh, about remembering what God says about me is in Jesus' baptism in Matthew 3. Would you read on with me? It says, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to uh, deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John uh, consented. Now, I want us to put ourselves in this scene. Just picture it right now. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water And at that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Wow. The very heavens opened up in the very audible voice of God. It was like a party because God was there, Holy Spirit was there, John was there, the whole, all the witnesses were there as they witnessed Jesus being baptized. Man, it was a party and God was just showing off. And he was saying, man, this is my boy here. This is my son whom I love and I'm so proud of. And mind you, this is before anything that Jesus did in his ministry. Jesus' ministry didn't even start yet. This was before Jesus even performed a miracle, went out, and we see deliverance. We see Jesus to completely change cities and everything before all of that. This was the foundation, his baptism, and this was the foundation of all of his ministry. For the next three years of his ministry, this was it. This is where it really truly has begun with identity. God knew before I send Jesus out, I need to, this is it, man. This is the foundation. You have to get this. This is your identity. And so there's three things that speak to your core today. Let's learn them well. Point A, you are a child of God. What does that mean? That you belong. It feels good to belong. It feels good to know that we are not lonely that we're just nomads or that we're just running around just aimlessly by ourselves. It feels good to belong, that I have a good father, that I have a family. Guess what? Not only do we belong to God, but we belong to each other as the church of God. We belong, and I love that we belong to a good, 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 good father who never lets us down. That's your first point, guys, your identity. You're a child before any title that you put in in front of your self-identification. Before I'm a pastor, before I'm a a mother, before any of it, I am first a daughter. You are first a son. Never forget that. That is your most important identity. And the moment you stray away, you will be lost and confused. And you will be trapped. I am a child. The second thing that I wanna speak into your core is that you are loved by God. And yes, while you may know, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me. So maybe you were raised in that and you've known, but do you really know? It's different just to hear about it, but do you know it? Do you know it? Do you know him? Do you know love? Since you were loved, that means you were valued. You are valuable. And when you feel like you're not worthy, always remind yourself that you were first and foremost loved by God, the God of creation, Yahweh, and the end the great I am your father you are loved when you think nobody else loves you you know I've had several conversations this week with um you know a lot of I work with teenagers we've worked with young adults you know breakups are really hard for them when a, a boyfriend or girlfriend when they break up with each other and they just didn't love me I wasn't good enough I was so I'm not pretty enough and all these things are identities in a crisis when we break up with someone right um maybe if we were a little bit more secure that we are loved who are you looking for love you're looking for love in all the wrong places you will never be fulfilled we are loved by God loved by God never forget that and the next one is you are pleasing to God you are accepted the Lord delights in you I love to put it in this way when uh, in the creation story on day 1 God makes, you know, when God makes the moon and the stars, when he brings light and 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 dark, when he when he's creating everything, he says at the end of each phrase and it is good. When he made you, guess what he said? It's good. What does that mean? It is good. It means you're functional. It means you work. It means he delights in you in his creation. It means he's pleased with you. He has made everything perfect. While we may may think, well, I'm a disaster, I'm not good. No, you are, you work. We might be a little bit dinged up, but you know what God's number one mission is to make you whole every single day. I might be a disaster, but I'm a beautiful disaster. (laughs) It's good. Yeah, go ahead, give the Lord a clap offering. You work. You have purpose. To complete his mission and purpose, it means you got what it takes. i so have given you everything you need. It's good. I love that uh, for all the young people in here. I might be totally going over the, um, old, uh, the older people. But uh, the social media thread of, uh, what is this, an art piece? Uh, okay, I like it. Picasso. <laughs> That's what he thinks about you. Okay, I like it. Picasso. A beautiful beautiful and wonderful, pleasing unto God. He delights over you. He rejoices over you. He sings songs over you. Oh, how you are are on his mind. You and I are the miracle. Everything that he's done was because of you and I. Everything. He loves us so much that he gives us free will. He gives us a choice. Talk about love. He doesn't force it on us, but it's just simply who we are. Do you believe all three of those? I'm a child, I'm loved, and he's pleased with me. Now let's move on to point number two. Develop a God view of yourself. You know, the world view that this culture is trying to shape you through is through three things. Number one, the comparison trap. We are always comparing. And uh, we can thank social media by lying to us and try to shape who we are and tell us if we're good enough. Maybe you're at work, at your workplace, and we compare. Well, why did that person get the raise? Why did that person get more money than me? Why did that person get promoted and I didn't? We're comparing ourselves. Why do they have a nicer house? Why do they have a nicer car? I want an electric car. Come on, God, why? (laughs) Nobody's laughing with me, okay? Nobody liked the electric car one. Are we not for electric cars? Just kidding. Um, (laughs) We're always comparing ourselves. Look at their body, he has a six pack. Look at her, she has skinny legs. Oh my gosh, look at them. Comparing, 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 comparing. And then you're wanting and you're wanting and you're never being satisfied. The second thing that we do is we compete. (laughs) There's a healthy competition but there's an unhealthy competition, guys. Usually men are very competitive, my husband being one of them. Don't ever play cards with him. (laughs) Yeah, you're going down, you're going down, just kidding. We compete. We always wanna be at the top. This world is telling us you have to go higher in order to be someone of importance. You have to, you have to be the CEO in order to call the shots. Cause I'm tired of listening to directions. I don't want to submit under anybody. I want to come up with the, with the ideas. I want to come up with everything. I want to make the decisions. We are competing because the culture's saying you have to go higher and higher and higher in order to be important. And God is saying the kingdom of God, if you, if you want to be high, you got to go low, homie. You got to go low. You have to learn how to serve. It's not about about forcing your way to the top. It's not about, I need to get up there. It's, no, 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 I need to get lower in the kingdom of God. What are you measuring your worth by? What is the measuring stick of your success? The third thing we do is we complain all the time. We complain about what we have and what we don't have, and it's never enough, but I know that my God is a good shepherd, and I have all that I need through him. He is a good shepherd. It's not about our income, our popularity, how many friends we have on social media, how many, where we're at, our prestige, how, how many followers. You know, it's so funny because we can think so highly of ourselves. Well, I'm doing, a lot of, uh, I'm doing a lot better than that person. Oh, huh, man, that, that must suck to suck. You know? <laughs> you know, we start comparing ourselves. And I want, I want to let us know that we, um, you know, you can, you, we can't see ourselves too high or too low. I love the story of Jeremiah. They call him the weeping prophet. And in chapter one, uh, we read God is telling Jeremiah who he is. And this is a word for us. Read it with me. It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. I believe that we need more prophets today. In a world where, we, where a lot of people can't hear God. They're confused about their identity, but will we have prophets who would stand up for truth and declare who they really are in God? Would you and I, now it's not just the pastors or leaders, but it's your job that he has set you apart, that he has chosen you, and would you open your mouth and declare to people whose they belong to and who they really are? You know, it's funny because in Jeremiah, Jeremiah thought so low of himself. Right after God just said who he was, the next verse, Jeremiah's like, but I'm too young. (laughs) I don't have the words. I can't do it. We just start making up excuses. Like God's like, dude, I just like told you who you were. Hello. And then here's Jeremiah. And we see this even through Moses' story. I mean, through everybody's story in the Bible, God Almighty, Yahweh opened his mouth and spoke to them and it still wasn't good enough. No, I'm not good enough. No, no, no. Use someone else. And the Lord just come, you know, every, everything, every negative he talks about, God come, comes back and is like, but I'm with you. And I love how God, even with Jeremiah says, Uh, take the coal, I'm going to take the coal, put it, take the coal, put it on your lips and
0: my words
1: will be on your mouth. I love that. Just God totally affirming Jeremiah when Jeremiah thought of himself so low. Now let's go to the opposite where we think of ourselves too high because we all get there sometimes. Pride gets in the way and we think that we're doing good and we pat ourselves in the back. I love what Paul says in Romans 12 says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you were better than you really are. We love Paul, so honest, right? <laughs> Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourself by the faith. What do you measure yourself with? By the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. I wanna remind us, um, you know, I, I, I have uh, my degree in leadership and organization, and we always, um, we always have the conversation of what makes a great leader. I'm here to remind all of you guys, by the way, that you are all leaders in here and you're not followers. <laughs> followers of Jesus, but you are all leaders. <laughs> yes, you, you're a leader, even though you think you're not. You guys are all leaders. One of the greatest characteristics, the number one greatest characteristic and self-discipline of a leader is self-awareness. Can we be honest with ourselves of where we really are at? Every time that I do some self-awareness, self-reflection, I realize as I unravel the onion, man, I am ugly inside and I'm a mess. When you're willing to admit that and go deep and be honest with yourself, that's when God can start doing the healing That's when God can actually start doing something with you. But if you cannot get to that point of God, I'm I'm a mess and I'm broken, how can you fix something that you think is already fine? You're broken, just like me. Let me just be honest with you. Sorry, I'm a little bit too honest. You're broken. For those who watch Toy Story 2, I love that illustration of Forky. Forky looks at Woody and says, hey, you're trash, just like me. Thank you for laughing. That was a good joke, yeah. You're broken. But that's okay. Because we're beautifully broken. We are beautifully broken. And God want, God, is, God, is the potter. We are the clay. And he builds us up. And then he'll break it. When we think our head is too big, when we think that we identify and we think so highly of ourselves, he'll get that, that pot and be like, pfft. All right, you didn't get the lesson. (laughs) I'm going to continue to build you up. We're not that good, but we're only good because he is good. We are the righteousness of Christ. He makes us right when we are wrong, but he's the only one that could do that for us. So please pick up this discipline. It's very important to self-reflect and be self-aware. The third thing that I want to bring to us today
0: is to live out your true identity.
1: You have to believe God. As if, you know, we've been, we've been talking for a while. I hope you're believing it a little bit more and more. When we start living what God says about us and believe in who he is and who we are in him, I'm sorry to be a burst of bubble. Um, we will go through temptation. <laughs> we will go through fire. What happens after Jesus' baptism? He goes to the desert. After this big old beautiful moment and party moment with all these people around him, oh, I'm going to the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. Nice. (laughs) You will be tried and you will be tempted on your identity every single day. And I love how Jesus, he models it for us. Jesus being fully human and fully God, he models it for us on how we can go through it. Let's read it together. This is found in Matthew 4. It says, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. Well, if you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, let me just come back at that one. (laughs) It's also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain, And showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor all this i will give you he said if you will bow down and worship me (laughs) this is the drop the mic moment jesus said to him away from me satan for it is written worship the lord your god and serve him only wow then the devil left him and the angels came and attended to him you see, the devil tried to hit all the points of Jesus's identity, physical, power, position, authority. And who was it that led Jesus to the desert? The spirit. The devil didn't lead Jesus into the desert. Then Jesus was led by the spirit. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would the spirit lead me to the desert? trust in who God says that we are it's good enough it's the foundation of our very being and our essence that we are children that we are loved and we are valued and you see Jesus shows us how to how to go through these seasons when we're going through it and Jesus shows us that when we're going through temptation your weapon is the word of God you have to you have to get this guys we have to get this If we're going to go through this confusing time of who I am, we have to know the word of God to come back, man. We have to. And you know what? If you're like, man, I don't know a lot. I'm not asking you to read the whole Bible in a day. Maybe join a life group. Maybe start surrounding yourself with people who do. And they'll remind you of who you are. And when they say it, you better believe it. (laughs) Word of God is the Word of God. It's infallible. There's no mistakes in it. We have to understand this. So after the baptism, is the testing and the temptation, and you know what comes after? The beginning of Jesus's ministry. At that moment, at that point, is when Jesus gets launched into his ministry. Boom, here we go, full throttle. <laughs> This is that day for us guys i'm here to tell you that god makes no mistakes i'm here to tell you that you are so loved that you were so valued that you were so accepted and i'm here to let you guys know that he makes no mistakes it's so funny because we say god why did you make me like this why why am i so emotional and the men say amen just kidding Guys have emotions, too. Calm down. You guys are very emotional sometimes. I can't handle it. Just kidding. God, why did you make me? Why, do I, why can't I just keep my mouth shut? Why do, why do I always have to give my opinion? And why am I always ruining friendships? And why am, I, why am I like this? Why am I like that? Why am I so short? Why am I so fat? Why am, Why, why, why? And God is just like, you're perfect. What are you talking about? I made no mistakes with you. What lens are you measuring your beauty and worth? He has made no mistakes. How dare we insult the creation, his centerpiece? I do it every day. I say, God, what you gave me is not good enough. Try again. And so often I'm so broken and I weep and I say, God, forgive me for questioning how you created me, when you have created me beautiful and perfect. And then God tells me, Kayla, didn't you know that those weaknesses, your why I made you like that, all of those weaknesses are actually your strengths? Why do you have emotions? Because God has emotions. Because God has allowed you to feel what other people feel so you can reach more people to be relatable. Why do I have a big mouth and I ruin it? Because God has given me a big mouth to declare his good news. I love my big mouth. I love it. I want to challenge you today. Instead of saying, why, why, why am I like this? Say, thank you, God, because you made me like this. And when you God you will truly become fully who you are so God thank you thank you we just reflect on that right where you at God thank you because you make no mistakes I remember when I started my full-time ministry as a young adult pastor the pastor came up to me and was like Kayla um, I want you to consider being the young adult pastor I said no he's better Use him. No, no, no. I can't talk. I don't want to do it. No, it's not for me. Nahum's the pastor. I'm good. No, no, no. And I just started saying, no, no, no. And I remember I was wrestling within myself. And the false was wrestling with the true. And I'm not good enough. And I and I was so angry at everybody else. I almost divorced my husband my husband that season because I was just so angry. I didn't, I couldn't accept who God had made me. And I wanted to say no to ministry. But God says, Kayla. I have called you and I make no mistakes. He's chosen you. You are a holy nation, holy people, holy priesthood. This is who you are. So can we thank him for who we are? Let gratitude flow from your heart. Thank you for how you've created me. I love myself, because really, you can't love anybody else. You can't love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. You can't. You just can't. So why are you trying to do some fake love here? I want to give people a real love. As I am the image of God, as I am an image bearer, this love, this real love will come forth and change people's lives. Will you stand with me this morning, this afternoon? I want to pray for us. I want to pray for us. Number one being, God launched me into my purpose. I get it now. I've been convinced a little bit, you know. I think I get now that I am chosen. I think I get now that I am your child. I get it now. It's all making sense to me. So if that's you and you're getting it and you want to be launched into your purpose, we just raise your hands right where you're at. God, I'm ready. I got, like, I'm at, I was at point A, but I got to point B, and now I'm ready to be launched into what you have called me to be. God, I don't care where you put me at this point.
0: I don't care if I have
1: to take the garbage out. I don't care if I have to take care of kids, even though they're rowdy. God, I don't care where you put me at. I don't care, put me anywhere, but God, I just want to see your beauty. I want to see your glory. I want to see you, God. I don't care. Just choose me. Here I am. Send me out. I want to go wherever you take me, God. I want to go there. Just in your own words, tell Him, send me, God, I'm ready. Send me, God, I'm ready. I believe Holy Spirit will start downloading ministries, new creativity, new forms of life group, new forms of ministry, not like the past, but God is doing a new thing. Allow the Holy Spirit to deposit it into your heart right now. He's giving you a mind, a beautiful mind to be creative. Yes, start that life group. Yes, start that ministry. Yes, go to the schools. Yes, go to the nations. Yes, go to the mission fields. What is God calling you to do? And answer the call we say thank you God thank you we say yes we say yes to you now the last call I want to make maybe you have never heard that you were made in the image of God maybe you don't have relationship with God but it sounds pretty good sounds pretty good and you know what I want to live for Jesus I want To be aligned to my true identity and not my false self. You want to accept Jesus today. Would you raise your hand? It's not to embarrass you or to point you out. But it's between you and the Lord. I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hands. God sees your hands. This is an amazing day. This is like one of those baptism moments. This is where your whole life changes. This is your day today. And God is rejoicing and all of heaven is rejoicing as you were saying, yes, God, I want to live for you in right relationship as you give me my true identity. So can all of us pray this together as we support and join in with those who have raised their hand. God, thank you. Come on all together. God, thank you for your love. Thank you because I get my identity from you. I accept you in my life, Jesus. I believe in you. Let's say that again. I believe in you. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you came to die on the cross. And I believe that you were risen. And I believe that you are alive. And because you are alive, I am alive. I am alive. Holy Spirit, fill me. Come and get rid of anything that's not from you. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Can we give a celebration clap? Woo! Hallelujah. God is good. I hope you guys walk up a little bit taller with your head lifted high, with confidence in who you are. Can I get an amen to that? Are you confident, church? Thank you guys for having me. Bless you guys.
0: Thank you so very much for joining us today on the LifeHouse podcast. I pray and hope this message has encouraged, inspired, and challenged you to grow closer to God. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at LifeHouse, visit our website at LifeHouseChurch.com. That's LifeHouseChurch.com for more information or consider subscribing and share it with one of your friends and family. Thank you again for being part of our journey, your journey that will lead you to know God better, grow together and go serve and make a difference. Thank you again. God bless you. See you next time.